3: And, Larson. and welcome back to Going in Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. We're going to get to our review of NXT uh, in a little bit, but first, obviously, we woke up this morning to some pretty big news. These releases, that's been in, uh, we, we covered that briefly in a news brief earlier. Um, we still have the news brief graphic up here. I'll change the NXT one in a little bit. But um, but uh, Alistair Black took to uh, Tommy End, took to Twitch um, uh, pretty shortly after that and was on there for about an hour. Talking about things, so we figured, you know, we at the head of the show today, we talk about that a little bit, some other Mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. as well. Um, Larson, where where do you want to start with this?
4: Um, We can start with the rationale for his release, and it sounds like he was given the same line as everybody else has, at least this year, budget cuts. Yeah. You know, WWE admits of the most profitable period ever, cutting talents due to budget cuts. Um, He talked a bit. uh, Fightful has a good rundown of of the way he talked about, talked about the the kind of the, the creative genesis Of the Dark Father stuff, said, you know, that was largely his doing. Um, Said he had a good relationship with Vince. Uh, Says uh, Vince praised him on his creativity and manners of respect um, while being honest about how he felt. Uh, He talks about when he was, when Heyman was writing, that uh, Heyman fought tooth and nail for him. They tried to do her best, but he said with the room promos, he didn't have control over those. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh,
4: He talks about. Uh You know, he was appreciative of all that he'd be able to do in WWE over the last four or five years. But then he also says the last two f- years felt like a slow death
3: to for his fans as well, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There, Yeah. There is all sorts of interesting stuff. He said that he was supposed to win the United States championship during the past year at some point. But the decision was made by Vince McMahon to hold hold off on the title win. Because Vince didn't want his first title to be won in front of an empty arena, which is interesting. If that had, if that line had been given um, to to wrestlers, in terms of wh- how did Vince McMahon view Thunderdome? Did he really view it as, "Hey, this is the same thing as fans," or not? It seems like Vince's stance on that might have softened at some point along the way. Hey, there are some things we want to keep for live crowds for for fans for big moments like that.
4: Yeah. Uh, Talks about Roman Reigns and the Usos being great locker room leaders. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He was, uh, uh, he was very excited to hear or to see that Apollo Cruz was getting a big push. He was excited about that. Um, At one point he started to, uh, you know, throw a little bit of shade at, at, at like the, the, the internet dirt sheet thing. Um, when he said, you know, don't believe everything you read, a lot of it is fabricated. He said, for example, um, his NXT, he he had the idea to, to, to say, hey, send me back to NXT. And it was reported that that was shot down. And he said that wasn't actually the case. It was well-received. But they said, you know, well, that's a possibility, but we want to try this stuff first. So they wanted to give as many opportunities, I guess, on main roster as possible before they took that route as maybe like sort of a last resort type situation. Um, He had also mentioned how negatively affected uh, Thea Trinidad, his wife, was uh, by some reports from a couple weeks ago is what he said. And, of course, there were reports that she was perhaps going back to WWE because she was seen at the Performance Center when, uh, I mean, and he didn't really specify exactly what that's about. But, uh, but you know, that seems to not be the case in terms of her actually going back to WWE. Mm-hmm. She seemed to have just been doing some work there at the Performance Center.
4: Yeah. Uh, Talked about some... Uh, it was pretty interesting to hear him talk about creative process behind his character. He just, you know, he went into detail about what this new iteration of his character was. I like the aspect of him talking about why his trunks were a particular color. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, there seems to be intent and meaning in every little thing he does said uh, attention to detail that, that as a fan of the product and a fan of storytelling I really appreciate yeah sure absolutely because it might not pop off the screen and, 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 and say oh I get it now you know it's these little details that if you if you kind of know a little bit about the story and what's going on and maybe the the the, the genesis of it mm-hmm. it's it, it's a nice, nice little puzzle to try to put together yourself to get a a, a greater appreciation for the story being told um, part of that is music uh, Alistair said he had new music made. And it was his favorite, the best uh, music yet. Yeah, it's he's funny. Had.
3: You'll, you'll kind of appreciate this. I wish you had actually heard it because he was saying he was like, "Yeah, I'm so bummed because we had like brand new music." So he said a couple things. He said that there was some music, like a, a, a version of I think his second theme song that he owns the rights to. So he says I'll probably be using that whenever he goes to wherever he's going next. Um, but he said that he they did have some brand new music that was his favorite ever, he was like, oh man, it was so great. It had like piano and everything. I just appreciate that he dropped piano in there because apparently mm. he was a fan of piano. Um, but yeah, he says, he says, I don't know, maybe they'll use it for somebody else now, but I really liked it because it was, you know, it was mine. And, and apparently he had a lot of input on it as well. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Obviously he, he, you know, specified that he does not own the name Alistair Black. That's, you know, he's yeah. going back to Tommy and obviously. Yeah. Which is a great um, name. Yeah, which is a, a better name than Aleister Black. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, so uh, I don't know if he had mentioned this or not, but, I mean, typically wrestlers who are given their releases like this have a 90-day no-compete clause. Mm-hmm. All Out is 90 days plus, 90 yeah. and some change. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously he's got to be, I, I would think out of this entire group, AEW totally want. Santana Garrett and Ruby, Wright, Like that's, that should be a given, given the state of their women's roster, but Tommy end my God with Brief him. Truck. Given, given, I mean, if you just look at, 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 at Tommy Ann Alistair Black's um, Instagram, like he'll just cut these cool like videos that are like mm-hmm. really well produced that never make it to WWE that aren't produced by WWE. They're produced by him. Like to be to see him be given the same amount of freedom as like you know Darby Allen who will shoot this stuff and then he will just yeah. show up on TV. I mean that's that it just him brings a whole nother level of like production value to mm-hmm. AEW if they mm-hmm. pick him up if that's what Aleister Black wants. He talked about also like uh, uh starting up a wrestling school having a, a bunch of other stuff but obviously he needs time to process it. It's only been like obviously, you know obviously. six seven hours now so. Yeah. um so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in that. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, I mean, you know, he had like 8000 people watching uh, the, the, the Twitch stream mm-hmm. and a lot of people were showing their support. He's a very, very positive guy. Yeah. Like, you know, a very creative person. He says, you know. He's very, like, uh, I I would totally believe him as, like, a self-help guy because he was totally going down that route. But it all seems so genuine, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. uh, it just seems like a really solid guy. So Yeah, he does.
4: He really does. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more news on these releases in the coming days. Uh, There's another little bit of WB news that popped up today that is... I'm not sure how to wrap my head around this one either. So, Front Office Sports is reporting that quote: WB is ready to expand from wrestling to a full-scale media universe. Sources told uh, Front Office Sports the strategy has become the next Marvel. Yeah, no, with content driven by characters like Roman Reigns and Undertaker. I didn't include this in the notes, but one thing they mentioned here in this, let me pull it up. In fact, because it was pretty, I don't know what they were trying to say with this. Uh, this is a quote from the 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 the, the write up itself. Marvel is a great model. It went from bankrupt comic book outfit to box office behemoth in film, TV and theme parks in around 25 years. WWE
3: sees similar growth potential. <laughs> so so comparing WWE so what to the point, entire arc of Marvel. Yeah. where, at what point are they at the low point of Marvel comics? And, and uh, so are they starting from the ground up here? Uh, um,
4: yeah. The report points out that a lot of the new hires of late by WWE, including uh, Jamie Horowitz, as its executive vice president of Development Digital, as evidence of such a move and notes that their source uh, indicates that, quote, at first glance, WWE is a wrestling company, but it's it's really a media content company with a treasure trove of IP that appeals to young demos. We I mean, look at the ratings real fast and see if W content appeals to young
3: demos. So, are we doing this wrong? Should shouldn't going in raw just be like the cornerstone of a shared universe? I
4: guess so. But like, I don't.
3: One thing this this a solo include. flick,
4: exactly. Cal Jack solo flick. Like, how are they going to leverage this treasure trove of IP into a large media universe? And the mar- maybe they're, they're 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 we're taking the Marvel uh, too analogy literally. too literally. Yeah, like, so. they're not going to have a Roman Reigns origin movie, you know.
3: Um, they have a rock origin show. I know. I mean, he, here's the thing. I, I think it's this. They're bringing in these people like uh, 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 Jamie Horowitz, for example, who's been brought in to run uh, uh digital and he's like been behind a bunch of like wonderful documentaries and stuff. They are absolutely correct when they say they've got, and all you have to do is look at the boom studios line of WWE comics. They have now, The creative right now is terrible. So that's like what they need to nail down is giving us characters who are consistent, who are, uh, uh, have motivations that like that fit within your typical sort of fiction. Like, you know, like we understand like Tony Stark doesn't change his personality on a whim. He doesn't go from, you know, uh, a snarky billionaire genius to like, you know, I don't know, a uh, pushover babyface, face in mm-hmm. like it doesn't that doesn't happen. So you, you need to nail the creative. But in a broader sense, they're absolutely right. Like they create care. Their business is creating characters that they then license for things like toys and stuff. And so I think from a broad perspective, they can absolutely do something similar within their uh, uh, within what they do. Which is yeah weird like wrestling and then I guess documentaries and stuff but like could they expand that uh to things like what we see with like young rock um it's it's absolutely possible with the right leadership they could do that
4: well I think the 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 what what made young rock possible is that Dwayne Johnson is a household name at this point sure yeah yeah probably more so for his movie work than it ever was for his wrestling work yeah. Um, and as, as, as huge as WWE is, they have to a large degree failed in creating crossover mainstream stars. So yeah, you could say we want to have a, 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 a whole, uh, programming, uh, you know, a, a lineup of properties based on our IP. Well, outside of undertaker who's listed here, like we love Roman Reigns. He's great. He's probably, he and Becky Lynch are the two th- names they have. That could maybe be considered mainstream stars, you know, but neither of them are as huge as Stone Cold Rock, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Like even even the names they have that are pretty popular, they're pretty well known. I don't know how well they can leverage those names into their own enterprise. I just don't know. It it depends if
3: that's even what they want to if they even want to go down that route. I just don't know. Well, the thing is, you have to start somewhere like, yeah. Yeah, the general public probably knew who Iron Man was. Most people probably didn't know who Tony Stark was before that first movie. So, I don't look, you're right. I have no idea how they're going to do this. But if they want to start leveraging their characters more, then they have to start somewhere. And if you have uh, you know, some sort of media property vehicle for a character like Roman Reigns to get him out into the mainstream to get that name in one, in one vehicle out to the mainstream and build from there, then that's absolutely a great way to go about it. If that's what you want to do. I have no idea what that vehicle would be. Um, But, uh, but I can see the idea there. I mean, I don't know if they'd want an undertaker origin show on USA network or whatever. I I mean, that to me sounds kind of cool to be honest with you, but I don't know if that's the approach That they're talking about here. I just don't know. But I understand the general idea of hey, we have a bunch of characters and we own their IP. Let's do more stuff with them and really generate some, you know, take this company to like a different level, uh, more in the entertainment realm than in the sports realm. But at the same time, they also just started a talent agency, which they folded within weeks of existence. So on one hand, there's that. On the other hand, you got this Nick Khan guy who is making a lot of moves. And I guess we'll find out if it's going to pay off in a way that isn't just carny. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll I mean, out.
4: I think part of it, too, is they need to focus on actually doing what they do, which is professional wrestling and doing that on a, high, on a, on a higher level from a creative standpoint. Like SmackDown's fine. SmackDown's a fun show. And it's Raw. Raw is a wasteland. It's difficult to watch. It's way too long, but it's still, you know, in a, lot, in a lot of regards, the A show and WB, and if it's such a dumpster fire on a regular basis, it kind of brings down the whole
3: enterprise to a degree. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you an example in terms of how I, what I think in that, I think you're right. So much of Marvel's properties now, uh, so much of their universe is based off of stories that have been sort of rebooted in the comic books. Yeah. Yeah, Over the they past take fifteen years, yeah, exactly, yeah, and some some are more some are more like for example, Infinity War and Endgame were taken from uh, the Infinity Gauntlet story from twenty years ago in the Marvel mm-hmm. universe. Mm-hmm. Some a lot of them are more recent though. A lot of them are more recent, more recently pulled from from their comic book properties. That's their base right there. That's their creative base. So if what you're saying is WWE's creative base, so like they have like one really great character right now. It's Roman Reigns they could totally somehow if they got the vehicle right build something off that tribal chief head of the table type character there, there's something you could work with there they don't have a lot else but if they can get there if they can use the wrestling programming as their basis then they can absolutely launch characters into their own different vehicles whatever the form whatever form that's going to take but you need the you you do need the creative foundation first you
4: do you know and i think i think Becky Lynch is such a captivating and interesting personality mm-hmm, yeah that potential's there for her to to springboard into other mainstream stuff, should she want to. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't I don't know. But a part of it too is the thing about the Marvel stuff is yeah, not a lot of people may have known about Iron Man or Tony Stark, but by and large, at least with Iron Man, the first movie, it was well
3: received critically. Like yeah, well, was that's a what matters. What, whatever yeah. their first foot's going to have to be. Exactly, it's got to so catch fire. Exactly, that so ain't so, easy. But, no,
4: it's not. And so, if if like the the output of WWE Studios as a whole is any indication of the level of uh, uh, of of creativity we can expect, then you know I, I think it's probably right to be somewhat pessimistic. You know, I, I know Nick Khan comes from TV. Um, you know, I think he was doing stuff at CAA prior to coming to WWE. So maybe you know he that's part of the the thing is is they're going to revamp a lot of the aspects of WB studio. So I think JB Horowitz is going to oversee that, um, you know, and, and, and refocus from maybe doing such kind of, uh, genre stuff, which is by and large what WB Studios is doing and transitioning from doing genre films to doing, you know, stuff about properties. They have actually created something beyond Dolph Ziggler, uh, being the star of a movie and, and Rusev pulling a gun on.
3: So I sort of feel like that would be equivalent to, uh, God, I don't know. What's a Marvel movie that preceded the MCU that sucked? Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so like the X-Men movies, they preceded the MCU. Yeah, yeah, but outside the X-Men movies and, and probably uh,
4: the first two Spider-Man movies, pretty much anything else that was based on Marvel uh, Enterprise prior to the MCU was kind of garbage. You can go back to like the old original with the Roger Gorman uh, Fantastic Four movie. Yes, yeah,
3: yeah, which he only like did to like, yeah, keep to hold the rights.
4: Yeah, yeah,
3: Yeah. but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm trying to think. Like there, there was a period of time when they just did absolutely like the Spider-Man movie was in development for a long. That had so many like legal issues along the way. James Cameron was going to do it for a while and didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I can look. I guess at at DC properties more than anything because they were just pumping out movies left and right. They had like Steel. They had uh, a you know, I don't know the Catwoman solo movie. I'm happy you mentioned
4: the DC because I feel like. If history is an indicator, and granted Nick Khan wasn't involved in prior history, WB will be shooting for Marvel,
3: but it'll probably be closer to what the DC uh, uh, Universe movies have been to play. It's going to be like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know, like even if you can get to that level, like even some of those movies, like people are really into, yeah. like I'm thinking more like a Ben Affleck's Daredevil movie. Like you want to, that's, no. that's like the, the, the Dolph Ziggler stuff right there with the gun or the Rusev with the gun stuff, which I still yeah. think is really cool but uh, yeah I don't know we're I all taught talk, we're talking about this. we have no idea like how do you adapt these characters into like its own the Marvel is, I just Universe. don't I get it I don't know how to do like, it like I said with The Rock I get it because he's a
4: huge huge he's like the most famous movie star in the entire world that yeah. I get yeah because people say see Dwayne Johnson they're intrigued instantly because they know who he is yeah, they right. know like his brand as an entertainer outside of wrestling is so well established you see his name attached to something you know exactly what you're going to get mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like I said as, 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 as great as Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch are and as huge as they are within the world of pro wrestling, I don't know if their personalities have been established outside of pro wrestling enough for people to say, see, oh, Roman Reigns in the Roman Reigns story origin story or something or, or whatever.
3: Like, oh, I got to see this. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like you'd have to it have to. Well, that's what we we're talking about. It people don't know him now, but if you do something that's really good, then they will. But like but yeah, you have to make really sure good. it's good and it can't be a Rusev yeah. with a gun. Yeah, that's 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 the point. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I do. I honestly feel like it's sort it's a sort of thing where if you and I were like good enough bullshitters, we could have walked into WWE and be like, listen, here's the idea. You're WWE, but you got all sorts of great characters. Marvel. And then Vince McMahon's like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I know about Marvel movies. We want to be that. And then it's just a big swindle. You know, it's like nothing yeah. happens. Um. anyways yeah I don't know it's, it's 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 yeah it's I
4: don't know I don't know I I, I get the idea I kind of feel like they should probably focus on being good at what they're supposed to be doing first yeah. Um yeah right yeah and then go from there yeah. but it's like in terms of leveraging I just don't I don't know how I don't know how they're gonna do it
3: yeah I don't know I'd watch an Undertaker show if it was good
4: let's think if it was good
3: well that's I mean that's that's the thing about everything though everything's gotta be good like if they said hey the thing, we're gonna do an Undertaker rocks, show people- but with like uh I don't know. Like, who's what's a, what's a good show right now? I don't watch TV. <laughs> okay,
4: Dad. Um, no, it's like I don't. Apart from wrestling, and maybe a, I, I get a, a few minutes to watch a
3: baseball game. I don't really watch a lot of TV. I don't know. Like I do. Uh, uh, if they took the showrunners from, why am I blanking right now? I guess I don't, I don't watch know. TV either. I watch for all mankind. It's a good show. All right, there you go. I don't know if they are not big enough. Okay, because I, I know people piss all over Game of Thrones because of that last season. But if the showrunners of Game of Thrones were, uh, or you take the showrunners, you take the showrunners from The Mandalorian, right? John yeah. Favreau and the other guy, Dave Filoni, I yeah. think.
4: Yeah.
3: And you're like, hey, they're developing an Undertaker show. That's gonna catch buzz. That's probably gonna be freaking cool. That's gonna that's gonna be the thing that would launch you. So you got to get the creative from something cool. And Hopefully then they gotta got start spending all that money they're 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 making to not well that's what the, the reinvestment I mean you know when we talk about like these releases, it's like, yeah, because they're probably gonna start spending money on whatever this weird universe is they're talking about, you know. Or they're getting ready to sell one of the two. <laughs> yeah,
4: that could be. Anyways, let's talk NXT. a uh, fun episode. They you know, we talk a lot of times about how we enjoy wrestling shows that feel like an, a living, breathing organism almost.
3: Mm-hmm. Where,
4: where things kind of fold into each other. You know, uh, segments cross over, storylines cross over. And there was a lot of that last night in NXT. And I thought, by and large, it worked to its benefit. The only thing that bugged me, the only thing that bugged me was how this triple threat match opened the show just kind of, uh, 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 just kind of ended. And the participants teleported to the trainer's room once Adam Cole came out. So... Like, if it was a beatdown, like, of beatdowns, where he was wailing away in all three of them with the chair, and hit him with like, "Dude, we saw Johnny Gargano get basically hit by a bus in a match against Adam Cole and kicked out of everything." You telling me that like a like, uh, 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 last shot and one chair shot is going to lay him out? Get out of here with that! You got to have a beat down that's vicious. Someone's got to bleed. It's got to be like these. All three of them have to look devastated, just completely destroyed and devastated for me to buy that they're going to stop this match.
3: Can I? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I have a confession to make, Larson. All right. I knew about the Adam Cole thing before watching the the, the show last night. I just fast-forwarded to the end. This was a 20-minute match that didn't have a fucking winner. Yeah. I fucking can't stand that. I can't stand it. If you're going to do that, make it. And I understand the point is he was able to do that stuff you're talking about. And I totally agree with you in terms of Gargano was Superman back in the day. But if you're gonna do something like this, where the match just stops, don't give us 20 minutes of it. Don't give us a 20 minute match that That's really like, good. oh man, really good. This is really good stuff because I saw really I saw bits from it. I saw bits really from it, good. and it was yeah, That's really good. But it doesn't have a finish. It doesn't. It doesn't finish. It just everybody just quantum leaps out to the the trainer's room. But like I said, if if if, if you're gonna do a non finish, do it like give at least do it like. Seven minutes and then do that? Well, I mean, I don't, I, don't,
4: I understand your point about doing a 20-minute 20 20 match. 20 minutes! I get that. But if you're going to give us a non-finish after 20-minute match, make it believable. Make it believable.
3: Man, he was wailing on those chairs. He uh, was wailing on those chairs. It was like two shots, maybe most for
4: per person. Why it doesn't, wasn't Re, like why doesn't
3: Regal come out and say, all right, we're going to roll five minutes of recaps while you gentlemen there fix yourselves up? Because you're right. It wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't bad. And then we're going to finish just this by match. Stopping the
4: match. Exactly,
3: We're going to have a winner. Yeah. 20 That's minutes. I didn't like. 20 minutes. I'm supposed to sit there for 20 minutes and watch wrestling moves without knowing that there's like not going to be a finish here. I'd be pissed if I was watching this live and then all of a sudden Adam Cole shows up and he like just kills everybody. And it's like, okay, there's not a winner to this match. I liked everything else about the episode, but I'm not going to sit there for 20 minutes, dude. I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. If I know that the match doesn't have a winner that's balls that's the i hate when they do that i hate when I, I turn on like raw or smackdown or something and like they go at it for like through two commercial breaks and there's no winner that's my new pet peeve matches without winners and well i, I kind of feel like sit it's, there and watch it. it's
4: something you've talked about for a while i don't think it's a new thing but i understand your point
3: have i talked about that before yeah really yeah man it was punctuated last night though nxt is my jam and you're gonna give me 20 minutes of like wrestling moves and then no like Fucking finish. No finish. I know. So, anyway, yeah. That, I was
4: expecting, yeah. I heard that, uh, because I watched most, I watched this live. Um, and I'd heard that, uh, uh, uh Adam Cole was going to be there. Um, <laughs>
3: sorry, sorry. Jonathan in chat, you idiot. He says, it's like smashing for 20 minutes, not finishing and just walking away from each other. That's what it's like, dude.
4: It's not satisfying for anybody. All right, we're done. Um, and, uh, uh, so I knew Adam Cole was going to be there. And I was like, oh, he's going to cost Kyle O'Reilly this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He planned yeah. his day. You know, that was going to happen. Um, I wasn't expecting the, the match just to, to fizzle. Just to fart and away. Yeah. everybody to <laughs> teleport out. Because that's yeah. what happened. So, so we can skip all the moves, even though it was, it was a really good match. I'm sure it was, sure it was great
3: wrestling moves.
4: It was a lot of fun. So we get a double clothesline spot on the floor between Kyle O'Reilly and Peter Dune. And then Kyle O'Reilly's up. Adam Cole comes from behind him. Clobbers them all with chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, hits some ground to pound on Kyle O'Reilly. Shoves off the ref. He gets done with a brain buster on the floor. Hits uh, O'Reilly with the last shot on the floor. Gets in the ring. Last shot for Gargano. Regal and security walk out to the ring finally. Tell Cole to get out. He does. On his way out, he hits Kyle O'Reilly with another super kick. Like Kyle O'Reilly took more punishment in like 30 seconds of that street fight. Right? Yeah. match He and Adam Cole had. Yeah. and Got up. You know? Yeah, And so as they're escorting Adam uh, Adam Cole out Ember Moon runs down the ring <laughs> That was great, calls I out, like that It was great, yeah. calls out Raquel Gonzalez Says she's going to hold the show hostage Until Raquel comes out, she does uh, Regal's trying to get in her way Fails, she runs in the ring Ember just like hits her with a ton of strikes Sends her out of the ring And then Regal and security are trying to escort her up the ramp This whole time Regal's got his back turned the ring So Dakota Kai comes in, lays out Ember from behind kicks her out of the ring. And by that point, reals finally turned around and sees Ember tumble <laughs> into the floor and goes and checks on her. And then he gets mad Dakota Kai. And then she and Raquel walk up the ramp all happy, smiling and stuff.
3: I did appreciate, I really did appreciate the, the chaotic nature of all that. I really <laughs> loved Adam Cole last night. I thought he was terrific. I oh, um, so and everything was, carrying he did. Cross was great, but, and yeah, his bit with carrying Cross was. I mean, he chucked the water bottle at him. That was awesome. Uh, so after that, we, things calm down a little bit. We get a legato del fantasma promo, uh, where uh, uh, Santos says, we are familiar. One year ago, you were here with me uh, when I won the Cruiserweight Championship. Tonight, I will be out there with you. Raul said, a true warrior never backs down, especially when the reward is to be El Campeones. And then uh, Joaquin Wilde said something too. Uh, after that, we had, oh, oh, LA night, LA night. It's that time of the week. Hit that LA music, dummy. Ted DiBiase has his eyes on me as I drop this cross-eyed half-wit that beat Grimes two weeks ago. Oh, Jake Atlas. And he'll know I'm the only man to carry on the million-dollar legacy. Yeah, dummy. Oh, I need money. Uh, I'm just digging through my couch for quarters, so I can it jack-in-the-box, dummy.
4: Yeah. Uh, before that match, we had a, a segment a bit with uh, Drake Maverick, uh, Ever-Rise, hit squad out in the parking lot, uh, essentially it was, uh, Drake confronting, uh, hit, squ- hit row. Sorry. Did I say hit squad, hit row. Hit oh, row. Right. Hit, hit row. Squad my yeah. Notes here. It's a cool name. Hit row. Um, and, uh, uh, Killian Dane comes in. There's a lot of good stuff here. Set up a match, obviously at
3: some point. Yeah. This was cool stuff. The, that parking lot of NXT. Well now I guess, I guess the full sale parking lot has sort of followed it to the to CWC cause it's dangerous.
4: Yeah, all, these, like, beat all downs sorts of altercations and, rundowns and stuff
3: and there. Violent altercations. Anyways, after that, we had, oh, ah, dummy, LA Knight versus Jake Atlas. Uh, mid-match, Ted DiBiase comes out just to sort of monitor the situation and find out if LA Knight is, in fact, the true heir to the legacy of a million-dollar guy. Uh, so Knight, that gets Knight really distracted, though. That dude is thirsty. He just keeps on chatting up Ted DiBiase. Oh, oh I need this money. And uh, Atlas takes advantage of that. Ellie Knight's able to keep it together. Eventually, Atlas comes back. Uh, Cameron Grimes comes out. Hey, hey, I'm the real million-dollar man. I carry on this legacy. And that distracts Ellie Knight. He gets hit with Atlas', Atlas is finish for three. So big yep. win for Jake Atlas there.
4: Huge. Massive. Uh, so uh, Pete Dunn, John Gargano are getting treatment in the trainer's room. Uh, Oni Lorcan, who's hanging out with Pete Dunn, notices this cameraman kind of lurking outside the door, storms out, tells the cameraman to stop shooting. Says, if it wasn't for Adam Cole, Pete Dunn would be number one contender. Austin Theory comes out and goes, yeah. no, no, nah, John would be number one contender if it wasn't for Adam Cole, and they start pushing and shoving, and then they got break- broken up. Uh, and then uh, we get a Ted DiBiase interview, talking about how LA Knight really dropped the ball. Grimes showed you got to have brains and brawn, and then Adam Cole walks between Di- DiBiase and McKenzie and the cameraman and starts walking up the ramp towards uh, the ring.
3: Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's one, things are just happening. Things are just happening. I want to make it feel very important. So Adam Cole goes out there. He drops a promo. says, two years ago to the day, I think a couple days ago, he says, I became NXT champion. And whether, whether they want to admit it or not, I am the number one contender. I've been gone for two months and watched as everyone tried to live up to my legacy. I just took out their top three stars in one night. I want the NXT title back Cross, people think you're a monster, but to me, you're an overrated muscle head who doesn't deserve to be in the same ring as me. You think it was a mistake. I held the title for 403 days. Cross interrupts him, his music. They really need to, for interruptions and run-ins, kill Cross's intro and go straight to the part where it just goes crazy. Wouldn't that be cool? They did kill do a do. bit of the, the stuff. A little bit of it, I thought. They might have killed, like, some intro music, but it they was did. still, like, her just sort of singing as... It's the,
4: it's the slower bit, but it's the, after the drums come in.
3: Yeah. Not the doo 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 So uh, Cross comes out, starts off calling him a little man. He says, uh, your motives tonight are understandable. No matter what you do, it won't change things, though, because when I signed here, you no longer became special, and you know that. That's like an MJF line. He says, tell me a story, Adam Cole. Entertain me. And he says, I'd be happy to. You are not Adam Cole, baby. Everyone here did everything they could to make you feel special—the lights, the music, the girl. When they and when they want to show how special I am, they ring the damn bell. And Cole was on fire here. He says, "You're not special. You're just some guy who has my property." Uh, Regal shows up again and says, "Adam, I can see what you're doing—weaseling your way into another title shot." And Cross says, "Shut up! At takeover. I want them all. I want O'Reilly." I want Gargano. I want Dunn and Cole. And he says, looks at Cole. He's like, no matter what politicking you do between now and then, it won't matter. And then Regal agrees to the match. Cole leaves, gets on the uh, on the announce table. He clears it, gets on top of it, and he says, uh, "This place belongs to me." The the crowd is totally behind Cole here, which is totally tells you what's gonna happen when like full crowds are back. Uh, Cole chucks a water bottle at Cross. And uh, Cross looks legitimately pissed off about that, too. Uh, so, yeah, it was a fire segment. I really loved it. It was good. It was good. It was really good.
4: After that, we get a Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell interview. Mackenzie's asking Candace about, because they announced that Poppy was going to be on the show next week, uh, asking her about Carrie Cross. And Candace is like, hold on, you have the tag champs here. and you want to talk about all this other stuff? And then Indy is in the background with giant headphones on listening to music. And so Candace. Takes the headphones off, it's like, what do you listen to? It looks at her phone as 80s power ballots. Mm-hmm. And she's like, What are you doing? Come on, let's get out of here. And so that the she puts the headphones down on a road case and they walk out.
3: Yeah. Uh after that we had Carmelo Hayes, uh, formerly known as Christian Casanova. I like that they, you know, said, Hey, you might know this guy as Christian Casanova. Yeah, I wasn't too aware of his work, but when they do that, that allows me to say, oh, what's this guy all about? I can get on YouTube and and look at some old matches. Exactly. Um, So that's pretty cool. He got a nice little video promo package that he calls himself the generational talent. We got a match with him and Kushida a little bit later, but first we had a Tian Shaw promo. Zia Lee Lee calls out Mercedes Martinez. She brings up the Mae Young Classic match they had um, and then calls her out for a takeover match. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a quick shot of the headphones with mm-hmm. the power belt still playing. Dexter Loomis picks up the headphones, puts them on. He kind of turns profile towards the camera. He's got a little tear running down his face, mm-hmm. and then he walks off frame.
3: Yeah. Uh, after that, we had that match Kushida versus Carmelo Hayes. A great showcase for Carmelo Hayes. Looked like a million bucks. His gear looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see potentially some big things in his future.
4: Yeah, no, his presence is outstanding. It really like, is, Like yeah. His in-ring presence is really great. Uh, so uh, so Hayes avoids a palm strike from Kushida, hits a couple kicks, springboard leg drop, which was awesome. That gets him a two count. Uh, Kushida knocks Hayes off the apron with a handspring heel kick. Knee drop, starts working over Hayes's arm. Uh, he avoids a, a, a top rope knee to the arm, hits a super kick on like a springboard flatliner. Mm-hmm. That gets him a two uh, hits some chops. Kushida kicks, uh, shakes those off. Head kick, palm strike. And then Hayes' response was I don't know how to even describe this. It's the setup to to Gargano escape that Gargano does, mm-hmm. where it's kind of a head scissor thing. Yeah. But instead of slamming the person down the mat and then Gargano escape, you just slam Kushida down the mat. I yeah. know how to describe it. It was really cool. So Hayes sets up for what I would presume be his finish. Kushida avoids that, goes right back after his arm. Uh, eventually locks into hoverboard lock. Hayes taps out. So Kushida then leads the fans with a round of applause for Carmelo Hayes. They shake hands. So hopefully some uh, major things from Carmelo Hayes.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, backstage we get an MSK promo, kind of their standard babyface stuff. They have lots of charisma here, but uh, yeah, they're just sort of talking crap about Legato del Fantasma. Then um, we had Frankie Monet backstage. And she's got her makeup dudes around here doing her stuff. And she's reading her the reviews of her debut match, uh, which are all glowing uh, from her phone. So, uh, yes. yeah. And then we had a tag match, Zoe Stark and Zayda Ramir <coughs> versus The Way. Uh, I mean, all just really stellar wrestlers. Really good stuff here. Zayda Ramir mm-hmm. ended up eating the pin after a wicked wicked stepsister in Indy's uh, elbow drop.
4: Uh, we get a Mercedes Martinez promo. Uh, he says, Zia Lee is more badass than she was years ago when they fought in the Mae Young Classic. But show, so is Mar- uh, Mercedes. Zaya is standing in her way to his title says, I, I beat her at the May Young Classic at TakeOver. I'm gonna run through her. I like the referencing their match, the May Young Classic.
3: I know it's rad, and that's gonna be a killer match. This TakeOver is looking to, to, to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had an Ember Moon interview. Says, oh, hold on. Hold on. We had a Diamond Mind video. You saw opening it? Opening soon. Yeah. Because I was
4: watching live and not fast forwarding through commercial.
3: Ah, there you go. See, I fast forwarded. Opening through commercials. S- soon, it says. Soon. Soon to be recognized.
4: So we'll hopefully find out what this Diamond Mind business is all yeah, about. Yeah, man. Uh,
3: then we had an Ember Moon interview. Yes. says uh, Raquel is one of the most dominant champs NXT has seen but she always has to get her lackey Dakota Kai to fight her battles for her she says next week I'm going to get some revenge on Kai and at TakeOver I'm going to become a two time NXT women's champion
4: correct and then we had a main event Legato Del Fantasma versus MSK fun match uh, especially towards the end thought for a second Legato had a chance to win this at uh, one point Grizz's young veterans just wander out to ringside and then Ciampa and Thatcher brawl with them up the ramp. Yeah. Didn't see the four of them again throughout this bout.
3: <laughs> right.
4: So, uh, Wesley was isolated a lot in this match. Yeah, a was. lot. Yeah. A ton. Like for, I don't know, two thirds of it, it felt like. So, uh, eventually, though, uh, Lee gets kicked out of the ring at Escobar's feet. He's sitting by the commentary booth. Um, Escobar, while the ref is distracted, tosses Lee into the ring steps. Legato hit their finish in the ring. And Nash Carter, who at this point was knocked off the apron, selling on the floor, hustles back in to break up the pin. You cut the Santos. He stands up. He's pissed off about stuff about that. And the Bronson Reed comes ah! out of nowhere and just runs through him
3: and he, splashes him against the barricade. I expected this to be like a cartoon or like Matthew McConaughey in that, uh, in that Doritos, Doritos commercial. How yeah. he's like just flattened and then oh he just like gosh. slides down the thing because it felt like that. That dude killed him, sandwiched him against the barricade. It was that awesome. Was great. It was great. That was
4: great. And then MSK hit their finish and they get the win
3: uh yeah killer match just an absolutely killer match um we'll see what happens i guess a takeover that's in two weeks so i assume we're gonna have either grizzled young veterans and champa thatcher against msk or maybe that won't even happen at takeover. they've already announced what they got la knight versus grimes was announced uh yeah for uh, Z- the title the the title um mercedes martinez versus ely we got ember moon versus raquel gonzalez yeah that's four matches usually there's like five yeah yeah.
4: Oh, they get you. They might do bron- They might do bronze to Reed and Santos.
3: That seems like it's probably likely. Huh. That might be the five matches right there. Because this, I mean, this obviously, this really could have been an MSK takeover K- Phantasma takeover match right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. I just put a thread up on oh, the right. Patreon, so I, I, we don't have a lot Twitch. here. But if yeah, if you got some on Twitch, that'd be great. Uh, let me see. Uh, We'll go to this one here. Uh,
4: Maze and Rick says they booked themselves into a corner with that match at in your house. I suppose in reference to the uh, title match, the world title match. Uh, King Ctm. I actually didn't mind the non finish, especially with later developments.
3: Okay, that's okay. cool. That's cool. I yeah, I can't. I that's 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 a thing in mind. Hey, how do you think? How do you uh, where do you see this fatal five way thing shaking out? I mean, Cross is probably going to come away with that title. Yeah, you can you could take Cole and O'Reilly out of the equation entirely.
4: They cancel each other out. Yeah.
2: (sighs)
4: Yeah, I'd, I would expect that Cross is going to retain. It's probably be Gargano eating that pin. Probably a
3: really good match. Yeah, because like...
4: they don't want Kyler. Well, they want O'Reilly eating pins. They don't want. I would assume they don't want Pete Dunne eating pins right now either. But I could be wrong about that. I'd be really surprised if. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Cross is what Cross will retain though. Uh Star Sailbot inspired by Indian Dexter. Last night, Steve, you and Larson get in a heated argument during a GTA Frendo race that causes a ripple in your relationship. You drive to Larson's house and blast a song outside Larson's bedroom window from your car stereo to try to make up. What song? Do you play?
3: Oh, to try to make up? I thought I was trying yeah. to bug you even more. In which case, I just like do a playlist of wrestling news now. Um, to try to make up with you? Uh, yeah, sort of
4: like John Cusack Can say anything.
3: Yeah, dude, it'd, uh, it'd be some Joy Division, you know? i just play, I'd do some Joy Division, whatever, Love Will Tear Us Apart, or uh, Transmission, you know, Atmosphere, maybe. I just feel like that would be like, oh, he does love me. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Uh, Jorge D,
4: which 80s, 90s rom-com should Indy and Dexter recreate? Let's take Say Anything off the table since I just mentioned that one.
3: I'd play DX's theme song, because it'd be difficult for you not to come out and start cr- t- too-sweeting me and cross-shopping me. You know, <laughs> Doing that. Doing like Xbox. <laughs> I'd play Xbox old theme song. Xbox, der- der. you had everything you ever wanted. Yeah, X-Factor's theme song. No, I'd, maybe I'd play Imperium's theme song, or Walter's rather, because you couldn't resist come out. We'd both pose like Imperium. Come out and chop you and walk back to my house. There you go. It'd make you feel better.
4: Uh, which eighties uh, and nineties rom-com gosh. should Indian Dexter recreate?
3: Honestly, the only romantic comedy I've ever liked in my life has been The Wedding Singer. So, like, just do that one.
4: Just using music as the basis, I'll say High Fidelity.
3: That's a that's a really good movie, by the way. It is a good movie. That and it's held up well. I watched it like a year ago. It's really good. oh yeah yeah. It's, it's held seen up really since it well. Came out. Like, the older you get, the better it gets, too. Interesting. Like, you just understand it more. Like, when you're in your 20s, you're an idiot. You don't know nothing. You watch that movie, you're like, oh, they're in their 40s. Uh Let's see here. Uh Oh, White brownie says, with Poppy showing up next week, is this where Io Shirai makes her return? That'd be cool. That would be cool.
4: Uh... Arm Farms during these shakeups. Werner Herzog is hired as head of talent relations. David Lynch is head of television production, and Mike <sighs> Bay is a backstage wow. producer in charge of
3: match structure. Oh man, what does their WrestleMania look like? Wow, the best WrestleMania ever. That sounds great. Michael Bay producing matches—that'd be sick. That'd be something. Michael Bay producing matches. It'd be. It you know what it would be? It would be unlimited finishers. That's, that's what, it what it would be. be. It'd be great. It'd be like that Roman Brock match. Where that's all they hit was finish. Them. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be all that. I love it. Uh, King CTM. Who do you think eventually take the titles off the current crop of champions? I hope that they have Dakota Kai manipulate emotionally the crap out of Raquel Gonzalez and take that title off her. I really want that to happen. And I feel like they could tell a great story with that. I think it might actually happen. Tag team titles. It, it, it has to be Grizzled Young Veterans, but I'm I'm really yeah. pessimistic about that, but it feels like that's got to be the thing. Yeah, it should be GYV, totally. North American Championship. Who's going to take that title off Bronson Reed? He should vacate it. L.A. Knight. Oh! Ah! And then uh, the women's tag titles. Well, they're bad guys.
4: It'd be cool to see uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter.
3: That'd be cool. I'm going to go with Tien Shaw. I think they could be. They're obviously bad guys, but I think they could sort of transcend all that and just be cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Totally, totally.
4: Totally. Uh, RTG will cross stack all of his competitors and call out the tribal chief.
3: That'd be really cool. I mean, you know what's funny, dude? We were talking about the shared universe stuff. They literally don't even do a shared universe in their own wrestling shows. No. Like, they barely reference NXT. Like, it's not like when people get called up to NXT. Like, you could have so much cool crossover shared universe stuff. I know. They don't do it. They don't even do it there. I'm telling you. So I'm I'm reading this. I'm like, how are
4: they going to do this? They can barely, you know, operate a functioning, you know, dude,
3: this is going to be creatively pro wrestling company. One of those stories that we look back on in three years and be like, remember when they said they wanted to be Marvel? when when their ratings reach like 900,000 for raw.
4: Yeah. I know. I know. I know when I read that I was like, okay, yeah. Sure thing. that be this is going to happen.
3: Jeffrey hit us with a ton of gifted subs. We will we will read off those subs uh when our uh actual podcast is done. Thank you, Jeffrey. That's so nice Thank of you. you Jeffrey. Uh, uh
4: Carlos Diaz all promotions considered what superstars have signature moves better than their finishers like Gargano escape over one final beat.
3: Sometimes I feel like I feel like Baron's signature and finish are equally cool. He's got it that the Deep Six and the End of Days are both t- like awesome moves.
4: Yeah, it's tough to top that. I end. mean, oh, I Rico- would Ricochet's got like five moves that could be a finish.
3: Yeah, that's totally true. I feel like. I he's he, he's been really creative with the Claymore, but like how was Future Shock not his finish? It's I think you, it used to be. I, I think, think it used to, used to be, too. He's like a what 300 pound dude. Almost. Who like double hooks your arms and then drives your head down. Well, the, he kind of grapefines the body, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He locks you up and F's your head and your neck. Yeah. As opposed to a Claymore, which is still great and everything. But I don't know. Sometimes it looks weird. Uh, this is a great question. Alex Foster, who will be the next wrestler in NXT that the crowd turns on, like starts booing him? I'm telling you, I am pessimistic on Karrion Cross being able to last that long if there's like a full crowd there and continue to and, and get cheered. I haven't seen enough of a reaction from the live crowd that's there, but I don't know if Karrion Cross. I just think he's too meathead cheesy. Is he supposed to get cheered? I don't think he's supposed to get cheered. What? Really? Is he no. supposed to be a bad guy? I think he's supposed to be a tweeter. I think he's supposed to be badass wrestler. He's like the ultimate badass wrestler, huh? I think he's gonna get like awkward booed. Like mm. I don't know. I just feel like he's a you can't wrestle guy. That's just gonna. I be don't me know. Too. It's gonna be me and the. It's yeah, it's like, be you CBBC. trying to lead. You Boo, can't wrestle. You can't wrestle. Like, hey, like, be nice. Show
4: some damn respects. Yeah, You've-
3: shut up. He's trying to do. He's trying to entertain you.
4: Uh, D. Hayes, nothing like enjoying wrestling with the going-in-raw friendos on vacation. You guys are the best. Thank you, D. Hayes. I hope you're having fun on vacation.
3: Thank you, D. Hayes. <laughs> Did you get this one, up fear and loathing? Were these releases a way to drown out your news of raw reviews on Tuesdays? It was 24 hours apart. If you were to believe Twitter, man, nobody listened to literally 10 seconds of that video. Because everybody was saying, oh, they quit reviewing Ron." No, we're not quitting. We're just moving into it. I literally say that. We're not going to review it the night of. Yeah. Yep. Still, I mean, it was fun to run with it. I didn't like, you know, I made a correction on Twitter. I said, hey, we're, it's still happening. Yeah, no, I saw, I saw, I saw. But, but I just let people. people roll with it. It's like 50, like 50,000 people have viewed that video. But evidently, not 10 seconds of it. Yeah, people,
4: they clicked on it, but didn't, uh, evidently didn't watch it.
3: Somebody sent some sort of, like, Bleacher Report article where we were referenced. Oh, really? But I don't have the link. It was just a screenshot, and then I couldn't find the article. Uh, a recent one? Yeah, listen to this. It's funny. It says this. What was once destination programming for millions of fans has become so inconsequential due to the heartless, heart, heatless booking that even the Going, Raw, Going In Raw Pro Wrestling podcast which exists solely to cover the red brand announced Tuesday. it will stop doing so because the show isn't worth the host time. Neither of those things are true. None of that I'm is true. find out who wrote this. Where is this link? Do they share it's it? On not, the the thing going- is, it's, it's in our DMS on going in Ross Twitter account. There's gotcha. no link there though. It's just a screen cap.
4: At least they hyperlinked our names. Maybe people will go watch our show.
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it might be from Wrestling News now. New rumor. Uh, let's see here. Jay I mean, Singh. It, it, I guess that I guess makes
4: a good point if you're saying that our show, which ex- exists solely to review Raw, again, is it
3: true? Stop doing it because Raw was so bad, I guess, if you're trying to make a point. Okay. Well, there's an element. Like, it is so bad. That we decided to stop reviewing it on Monday nights. That's true. Mm-hmm. We exist for so many more reasons. Well, Honestly, at this point, like we we exist solely to, to cover Impact. But that's just to hang out on Thursdays. Uh, Here, I'll see if I can find this article. Jay Singh says, never heard anyone directly acknowledge a major ring name change before. NXT has actually been doing this for a little while now. They made a big deal of it. The first time I remember was with like Finn and Adeo Atami and Kenta. When they Mm -hmm. came in, they made like a big, and I don't remember if it was on TV or not, but I remember it was like on Twitter. They ran video of like them having their previous names on like Fergal Devitt was on uh, uh, the Tron, and then it changed to Finn Balor. And they did the same thing with uh, Kenta and uh, Adeo Atami. Um, So they have done this uh, through the years. And more, more recently, they made kind of a deal about it in uh, NXT UK with Shaw Samuels. They were going to call him Ed Harvey, but they just they gave him that name to motivate him saying, no, I'm not Ed Harvey, I'm Shaw Samuels. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's totally been a bit of a thing. And uh, uh, Larson just informed me his computer crashed. So uh, we're going to call it a day. Uh, it looks like he is intently looking for this link um but that, that's not, oh wait wait no we might got him back we might have him back oh no that's just that, that we totally lost him okay everybody anyways that's gonna do it thanks for watching everybody till next time we'll talk to you later twitch chat stick around i'm not going anywhere
1: you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on angie to make your backyard the best around